I can't remember if there's a dick in it or not. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Film Find, the greatest movie podcast ever. Assuming you've never listened to a movie podcast before, I am your host, Adam Porches, and we're a little bit late. It's still coming out on a Wednesday, but I'm joined by Matt Smith. Hey, everybody. We saw a shit ton of movies Let this me week tell you, between and, the two of us. Between the two of us, and honestly, honestly, I probably could have seen more. I did find some better things to do with my time, but I had I not I been in the situation. Too. But it's it's there's too much. It's too much, I think, at this point. But you know what? That's not going to stop us. Damn it! Yeah, we're going to do it. I'm we're gonna... still going to see more next week. <sighs> but you, you, know. you know that you know, Adam. This week I got I got distracted because I finally bought PlayStation Four. Oh, you? I thought you had one already. No, no, no. I've been putting it off for after oh. I finish my comps oh, as yeah. a reward to myself. Yeah. Or, and, or uh, I eat to make sure that you finish the comps. <laughs> Well, yeah, but that too. <laughs> but, uh, of course. Oh, um, but uh, so so I've been playing lots of uh, Dying Light right, and, right. Uh, uh, until dawn, which is pretty fucking awesome. And and I'm only about a month late on that game. I, I have heard good things. It's I, good. I I, I, I can't wait to play through it again. I wanted to get uh, I wanted to get Grand Theft Auto Five again. I mean, I got it on the uh, on the 360 when it first came out. Uh-huh. And uh, but I wanted like the upgraded graphics and shit look really good. I'm like I kind of like I, I can't justify spending sixty dollars again for a game I've already beaten, but it looks yeah. Good. I'm hoping uh, I'm hoping that one goes down a little bit uh, Friday, just so I can like snag it on Amazon real cheap. And by real cheap, I mean like thirty bucks. I was about to say thirty. <laughs> That's yeah. stone cold cheap. Uh, so yeah, man, we got a big show today. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, big reviews though for everything. Obviously, the Hunger Games. Uh, you know, it's the Hunger Games, so we got to talk about the Hunger Games, right? Well, you my, know, I don't know why Bernie Sanders was the one who describes the Hunger Games. It wasn't really Sanders. I mean, I just saw him on. Uh, He's got a little bit of this going. Uh, I guess. <laughs> a little bit. That's a little bit. You were a, a little more uh, like effeminate than. <laughs> than I'm not uh, nearly effeminate enough. New England Jewy. Give me a break. Um. In any case, I love uh, Barbara Streisand. Uh, yeah, we, you know, we we're doing the Hunger Games. We got uh, Spotlight because mm-hmm. you finally saw that, uh, and Secret in Their Eyes. Yep. And then uh, you've got something to kick us off a, a new release. Do you want to launch into that? Yeah. So let's get into the old what you've been watching here. And um, so I, I I got a chance to um, see uh, The Night Before, the new uh, Seth Rogen uh, movie, jo- Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and, uh, you know, uh, what, what's his nose here? Um, Anthony Mackie. Anthony Mackie. I told yeah. you it was going to be that kind of episode, Matt. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> but, um, so, no, it's, uh, it's the new movie, these guys, uh, the, you know, the Anthony Mackie's character was a football player. He's, you know, been kind of coming more and more famous, and, like, oddly, his seventh year, he becomes a more famous NFL football player that can't be uh, messed around with. And, you know, uh, Seth Rogen's character is having a baby, and, you know, they've all come together every single year when Joseph Gordon-Levitt's parents died in a, in a freak car accident like 15 years ago. So these guys have been hanging out for this long and everything. And this is the Christmas that is going to end uh, that this kind of celebration and everything. 
So they go out and they, uh, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a kind of Seth Rogen comedy movie. So you know, you could probably figure what happens. <laughs> there's a lot of partying, a lot of mm-hmm. things go down. There's some misunderstandings and uh, other stuff, and and you know, and then we all learn a little life lesson in the end. We hug and you know, everybody tells each other a secret, <laughs> and then uh, you know that kind of shit. But uh, no, it's good. It's a very good movie. It's um, I don't know, man. It's, I'll I'll take some of it to be you know holiday stuff. I always I'm always I'm a sap for kind of holiday type movies. Anything that can like uh-huh. you know s- sentimental shit can fucking work on me like a lot for a weird fucking reason. I mean I know a lot of people just go oh whatever. I don't know. I dig it. Um, but no, I mean it's a, it's a very fun movie. It is uh, it, it's nice and R rated. Not maybe ridiculous, but pr- pretty damn good. But I, I enjoyed I enjoyed the hell out I, of it. I and, do have to ask mm-hmm. uh, because because there have been so many good gags around this. Is there a naked male penis in there rubbing up against somebody's face in an, inadvertently? <laughs> Inadvertent penis face rubbage. Uh, <laughs> nothing I can remember because those things are funny. Okay, well I'll forgive it if it's still good. It's been many but, it's but I, been many days, <laughs> but there may be I can't remember if there's a dick in it or not. I'm I, sure there are. I know there are dick jokes. Well, that you got. <laughs> but, but, you know, the visual's hilarious because we, all, well, as we discussed many times on this show, but extensively when we talked about uh, those fucking Boy Scouts and the zombie apocalypse. Uh-huh. Uh, anyway. The more um, dogs you can put on the screen, the better, I says. It's funny, man. I don't know. It's, I, like, I, I, I just, I see that shit on screen and I just turn into like a, like a, 12 year old i'm like holy shit that's funny as fuck anyway uh what else do you watch uh so i got a chance to uh just before it old skip town and everything on thursday i went to see um colin hanks's uh documentary and directorial debut uh everything must end and the unofficial subtitle of the rise and fall of tower records uh it's a great little documentary i mean obviously with you know um the takeover of digital and everything. This is a story about, uh, you know, a kind of a medium change as well. I mean, kind of towards the end and everything and what led to that, you know, kind of ultimate demise. But, um, it, it's nice to see how, you know, kind of tower records came up from a store that kind of sold kind of everything. And then, you know, the kid says, Hey, how about we put some used records in here? They made a lot of money off the use, the little tiny, you know, like used 45s and stuff. Mm-hmm. So they started to bring in albums and stuff, and then they were like, "Hey, we could make a whole story eventually." And so he like bought off some rights to his dad and everything, and kind of created this empire that was, you know, I mean, we don't get as much of it here on the East Coast, but you know, it's all all over on you know the West Coast. You know, they were popping up, you know, like wildfire, right? And of course, they still have an actual yeah. uh, showing in Japan today. So still a thing but it shows how there's the, the kind of uh the, the guy who um founded it and everything in his life and everybody around there there's a couple of you know uh c- you know musicians and cor- of course and everything from uh you know uh the boss to uh oh what's his damn face there but there you know there's a lot of other people that just kind of come in and out and just going like hey this is what this kind of thing meant to us the great part was uh hearing about Elton John <laughs> how Elton John would just like shut down the store like every morning and walk through with like a handler and they would just like that would just like uh-huh. carry a giant box and he'd get three of everything for like one for each house or something <laughs> but he would go in like every week and just buy just like ridiculous amounts of records yeah, and that sounds great. And there's also a video of him doing it too. With it's, it's just like it's weird because it's like it's Elton John like in the most dressed down, but he's still a little bit fabulous because it's like just yeah. this shitty little tracksuit and then like just giant diamond studded glasses. It was great. 
Just, that was his uh, like walking around wear. Yeah, it was just like, hey, look, look, bros, I just gotta, I gotta get from point A to point B, and you know, <laughs> right. fuck you. <laughs> uh, yeah. But, so, so you said that the name of that was "All Things Must Pass." Pass. There we go. I, I didn't, I didn't write it down. I guessed what it was. <laughs> no, that that's fine. I I was looking it up just to double check because uh, there are a lot of things called "Everything Must Whatever." Yeah, uh, that's true. But all things must pass. All things must pass. Rise and fall of Tower Records. There you go. If you just look up Tower Records documentary, it's going to be the only thing that was there. But it was kickstarted, and uh, I listened to um, I listened to Colin Hanks's uh, interview there on uh, Nerdist a while back. And the the funny thing is, is that documentary came out as a result of being on that podcast and them just going, just fucking do it, man. <laughs> just go on Kickstarter, which was new at the time. Do your stuff mm-hmm. and then move on. I almost, because I, I remember them talking about that on, on on that podcast and everything. I almost contributed this documentary. Kind of wish I did now, but I did it to one that is uh, th- uh, almost four years later, still not come out yet. So they, but they did premiere in some sort of film festival. <laughs> so uh, this so past choices. Week. So yeah, choices. Were no made. fucking shit. And they panned out. Exactly well, as they, you probably so like yeah seriously though four should years not later expected, but should expect. I kind of I kind of shitted back and forth with them on Twitter a little bit I was just like because they premiered it at a thing and I just go like I remember when I gave my money to them for on Kickstarter four three years ago and they respond with actually it was four years ago and I'm like ah oh, that's not making things better. <laughs> well, what was what was your uh, reward you were supposed to get? I just got a fucking copy of the goddamn movie. That's all I want. Send me when, a copy, a digital copy. When it was completed, right? Yeah. Fucking assholes! It's like it's completed now. Let the people that have you know. It's like, well, we need to re- you know do it at a festival, dude. You've had people's money for four fucking years, man. Get off your high horse. I just, yep. I, I'm just, I'm, I, it bugged the shit out of me, and I'm just like, well, I've given money to other things, and those things have either, you know, here's the thing: if you wanted to admit defeat, perfect, go right on a fucking head because a Kickstarter is not a guarantee of a product, you know, as a positive outcome to whatever you're doing. But, you know, I've right. had other people, I, Thanks Killing, Thanks Killing raised, you know, five times the money that they did, and then they did a movie, and then they gave it to you. Was it the greatest thing in the world? No, but it fucking happened. And it happened inside of a year. Right. Well, that's that's what the contract is, right? The contract is, give us the money, you get stuff for contributing. Outside of that, there's no reason to give the fucking money. Like, I, I can see that movie if you make it without my money. Yeah, exactly. And that's why, I mean, people are getting, I mean, what was I'll this? Do, I'll do it illegally. I'd have and I will. <laughs> uh, all right, and so um, I guess the last thing, I mean, we talk about the first six episodes on uh, H&P is uh, Jessica Jones has hit the Netflix here, Marvel's second uh, Netflix original series. And uh, while I've only watched the first half uh, as of this recording. Same here. And we'll be re- and we'll be reviewing the Same. last half uh, on H&P come next week, so take a listen out for that. Uh, so we're wrapping everything up there. Um, but, uh, yeah, I've enjoyed it uh, quite a bit so far. Uh, I'm still in my official uh, H&P Robin rating for episodes one through six, which is really kind of, you know, silly because, you know, you, you gotta, you're gotta you waiting for the other half. It's like watching half a movie and just go, I'm going to give the first half a B. Yeah, <laughs> I'm surprised you guys did uh, did Robin rating. For the you know, first Bruce half. told us we, he, we, you know, he um he said let's save the rating to the end uh, of the second one. And by the time we got to that segment, I had forgotten that he said that we were already kind of you know balls deep in it. So <laughs> you just kind of keep going. Well, fair enough. Fair enough. So you screwed it up. Uh. <laughs> Par for the course, my friend. Par for well, the course. 
well, we don't need to talk about this for too long, but I do, uh, I do want to say, like, I'm enjoying it very much uh, so far. Uh, I, I like you, have only seen the first half. Uh, planning on sitting down over the next couple of days and and watching the last half. I've been trying to pace it out, um, and uh, it's really fucking good, man. It's quite good. If if the second half pays off on what the first half does which people have said it does, mm-hmm. it may be better than Daredevil, in my opinion. I've heard a lot of it people may, say it's It such. may be. It may be. Uh, because I think the first half, like, well, maybe not even the first half, right? The first four episodes are stronger than the first four episodes of Daredevil. Yeah, I mean, it's, well... And I, I mean, Daredevil had some really great things that were going on, but it was really that fifth episode where we got the, like, William Fisk backstory... That thing's kind of like, kicked into gear. Oh, yeah. It, when it was like, oh, holy shit, this thing is doing some like really big character work yeah. um, outside of just like superhero origin. And this one, right, Jessica Jones just kind of jumps right in, kind of in media res a little bit. Uh, there yeah, I'd, there I'd has love that. been a history that's happened. You don't go into all of the backstory. It's kind of pieced together bit by bit. But you're already starting to get that very strong character work that characterizes the second half of that season of Daredevil. And uh it's it's fucking awesome, man. Uh, and Kristen Ritter's badass. Maybe maybe they maybe they definitely uh, learned something from uh from Daredevil as well at the same time. Just go like, hey, you know what we need to do, that kind of thing. Well and I don't think they have so part of Daredevil's uh issues, I won't say problems because I did very much like that first half of the season, but the the issues with it, right, were it was it had to set up Hell's Kitchen as like a microcosm, a little right, just in that series. And now that we're familiar with like some of the problems of Hell's Kitchen and the types of people who inhabit it, uh, generally, I think that um, like Jessica Jones, and then the next few series that they do based in hell's kitchen uh before they get to the defenders uh can kind of just take that and run with it right there's already some tone established for the city um that is not as grand so we already get it this is grittier it's uh more down to earth and jessica jones just picks up and goes and uh i i think it's uh, i don't know i just think it's great um I, I will say I have not listened to the HMP uh, show because uh, as of Monday when it dropped, I was not through the first six episodes. So, <laughs> so I didn't want Those to other assholes get, uh, watched all shit. 12 of them. And I'm just like, I, well, I mean, I'm kind of glad well, I that, didn't. That's fine. They, they have more time. Uh, I mean, less time. So they need to like get it in while they're, while they're going. Right. Um, I thought we all, but, uh, you know, <laughs> I, I do. I do think people should go over there and listen to it because uh, you guys always have good discussions on that show about about these shows. That's my people. Partic- um, what else you got? Okay, so uh, the other thing uh, that I saw is this uh, horror movie called The Hallow. Uh, it was limited release. Came out on Halloween, I think. Um, in theaters and on demand, it's still available on demand. Uh, I watched it on iTunes. Um, but it was released by IFC, which occasionally does really good stuff. And most of the time does so, so stuff that I would (laughs) like to see, uh, right. Like, I mean, it's stuff that I would like to see, but there's a reason that it didn't get major distribution. Right. Um, even though IFC is like a big indie distributor, uh, this is one of those titles that 
I'm glad that I saw, but it is just kind of middle of the road genre affair, I think. Uh, it has a really cool premise that really is not executed all that well and doesn't really build up uh, the scares that much. So the the basic log line for this is, uh, is a family moves into this house in the Irish countryside and um, these like demonic creatures in the woods uh, terrorize them and try to steal their baby. Uh, they're ostensibly um, like fairies, but uh, like fairies in, I don't know, traditional folklore, I guess, are not nice creatures. Uh, they're there to kind of uh, just terrorize people and steal babies, I in, guess. Invisible fuck-arounds, as we call them. Um, but, but it does have some nice creature effects, I thought. It doesn't do a whole lot with them, uh, but there are some nice moments and... And the creature designs kind of remind me of like Stan Winston's classic uh, design for Pumpkinhead. So that was a nice little uh, just touch, uh, so that it, it it has some good creature work in it. Um, if not much else, suspense wise, you can at least get some uh, kind of weird moments with uh, things grabbing at you. Um, it, it's all right. I say give it a rental or a download uh, if you know what I mean. Um, and, and see it that way. It's all right. It's worth your time. If you're a genre enthusiast, if you're not, uh, probably just skip it and go somewhere else. Um, that's it. That's what I've been watching because as I said earlier, I've been kind of just playing video games. As they say, ease on down the road. Yeah. If you don't like it or something, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Ease on down the road or GTFO. (laughs) I think that was the famous, uh, seventies, uh, saying the, the 1770s, I believe Tom, Jefferson was GTFO famous for saying uh, GTFO. Yeah, GTFO, motherfuckers. That's uh, that's actually the original um, Declaration of Independence. <laughs> was Sounds right to me. To the British. It said just GTFO, motherfuckers. That's what it's. <laughs> so peace. Um. All right, let's get so into first it. up some reviews right yep. let's do spotlight well, here comes the trailer for spotlight hopefully an ad doesn't reach before it because it doesn't look like it is so that's good here's the trend i know there's things you cannot tell me but I also know there's a story here and i think everybody will hear about it do you think your paper has the resources to take that on i do do you the Boston priests molested kids in six different parishes over the last 30 years. The church found out about it and did nothing. We haven't committed any long-term investigative resources to the case. No, we haven't. And that's the kind of thing your team would do. Spotlight. Guys, listen. Everybody's going to be interested in this. Obviously, the church will fight us very hard. I'm trying to get some background information. I don't want you recording this in any way, shape, or form. Nothing. We understand you've settled several cases against the church. I can't discuss that. There aren't any records of any of these settlements. Nope. When you're a poor kid from a poor family, and when a priest pays attention to you, it's a big deal. How do you say no to God? Spotlight. This is the tip line. You think he's got something? I want to keep digging. We need to focus on the institution. Show me that it came from the top down. They'll try to silence anyone who speaks out. You leave me alone, you hear me, goddammit? act on sexually. 6% is 90. 90 priests. If there were 90 of these bastards, people would know. Maybe they do. You go 
going to give me the names and the names of their victims. Are you threatening me? I was doing my job. Yeah, you and everyone else. I am here because I care. We're going to tell this story. We're going to tell it right. I'm hoping we can keep this between us until we all get on the same page. Is that why we're here, to get on the same page? We've got two stories here. A story about degenerate clergy and a story about a bunch of lawyers turning child abuse into a cottage industry. Which story do you want us to write? Because we're writing one of them. I'm not crazy. They control everything. This is not just Boston. It's a whole country. It's a whole world. They knew and they let it happen. It could have been you. It could have been me. It could have been any of us. All right, that was the trailer for um, <clears throat> Spotlight, our first new release review of this week. Uh, INDB plotline. Uh, the true story of how the Boston Globe uncovered the massive scandal of child molestation and cover-up uh, within the Catholic Archdiocese. The local the... Catholic Archdiocese. All right, so I, look, I was trying to skip to the thing because it trailed <laughs> off on the iPhone, so I was just like, well, I'm going to make this transition <laughs> into the thing so I can read the full thing because it cut off the last five words. Could, <laughs> give me a break. I'm trying to be professional, damn it! Uh, this is uh, written and directed by uh, Tom McCarthy, uh, starring Mark Ruffalo, uh, Michael Keaton, Rachel uh, McAdams, Leah Travel, John Slattery, and a shitload of other people, Stanley Tucci. Um, you know. Uh, so you talked a little bit about this last week, and uh, if, I, if memory serves, and it usually doesn't, you like this movie quite a bit, yes? Yeah, I enjoyed the hell out of it, actually. Uh, I mean, look, this movie is not... Uh, it's an actor's movie, and it's really fucking good. It, it, it uh, I don't know. Yeah, I liked it. I dug the hell out of it. Yeah, I thought this was a really good movie. Um, I, I kind of liked how everybody, you know, had their, like, kind of very specific, you know, literal role into what they were doing uh, with the investigation and everything. Um. I think we're going to see a lot of people uh, and yeah, banging for uh, Mark Ruffalo for some sort of an award here. I mean, do, did you get any of that vibe? If your computer uh, I I think so. No, I think so. Um, but honestly, I don't know. I, I've heard a lot of people uh, saying that Keaton could go back to back, honestly, um, which would be kind of uh, marvelous. For, <laughs> honestly well um, here's here's the okay Ooh, ah i didn't even think about this fucking but, shit but but here so so hold on before you get into that but here's the thing about ruffalo right uh ruffalo is not the lead here no uh i don't know that there is a lead but where ruffalo would be positioned as supporting right oh yeah the big story for supporting actor this year is, is have you guessed it do you know it's a movie that's coming out this next week um, Take I, a guess. What like next week? It's you guys always have a fucking connection to this guy. Oh, in HD. Uh, Stallone. Yeah, there is a massive award season push for him to get supporting nomination. Oh yeah, yeah, and I yeah. Think for he's the, yeah, Creed. Good chance. I, yeah, and honestly, and and the fucking thing is, man, we know the guy can fucking act. Yeah, but I've seen it. But I think like that will be. I think that might be the the lock, right? Like I might call that early, but I think that would be uh, Ruffalo's big um, roadblock 
is that he doesn't kind he, he doesn't have that big of a a role uh, no, to really well, push right. push something like that out of the way. That's what I thought. Um, even though that that would be where he would fall, right? If he, if he were going to get the nomination, um, and he may be nominated, but I don't know if he's going to win. Well, um, but he, he is fucking fantastic. Yeah. And let's let's and let's here's the thing. Now, if it were for for a lead and and again, I don't know how this fucking shit works. But if it were Keaton again, it might it it might be a fucking repeat. Because um I just got to feel I ain't seen the movie and it may be garbage cuz I didn't think this its predecessor was all that great. But uh Eddie Redmayne being in the new uh what's the name of that fuck again? Oh, he's not he's not going to get lead. No, he might be nominated. No, you know who's going to get lead this year. Oh, but come on, um, he's you know the, with the you know playing the, the lady trapped inside a man's body. I don't uh, know. That's very Academy kind of. No, no, no. Stuff. no, you know how the Academy. Yeah, but but it's never goes. It's not the actors that get those awards. It's the movies that get those awards. Mm-hmm. We know well, wait a this minute. year no, the Academy. On. But wait a minute, I I, uh-huh. I I I put that up to scrutiny right away. Hillary Swank. Yeah, but she was really fucking good. Well, no, you're not wrong. That's the difference, right? Like, like that performance is amazing. Yeah. I don't <laughs> think Eddie Redmayne. I don't think Eddie Redmayne <laughs> has a has a fucking performance that good in him. No, you could you could like you could give him all the money in the world, and it still would not put out something that's half of what she did in that fucking flick. That's amazing. No, but but the but the lock for the best actor award this year, at least as of right now, unless there's something uh, like outrageous that happens, I have this feeling the. Academy's going with Leo this year for sure. I think it's DiCaprio's year. I don't think it's going to be because The Revenant is his like best performance. It's one I of these. Think this that motherfucker's done positive. enough stuff. Yeah, it's because he's been nominated in the best actor category almost every fucking time he's been in a film for the past decade. Let's give him a fucking award and be done with it. Yeah. It's one of those, and that's how the Academy operates. Yeah, that's how Scorsese got it for Departed and not like Raging Bull, you know? Right, or Wolf of Wall Street, or Wolf right? of Wall Street, even um, that which which I which is the better movie? <laughs> yeah, uh, but right. So I think that DiCaprio has the lead locked, uh, and I and I think. Keaton uh, will probably get nominated because they have to do five, and I don't know who the fuck else would be nominated in the lead category as of this moment. Um, it's tough, man. It hasn't been like a really outstanding year for but, this. I'd... But anyway, before we so yeah, we're we can get off of that diverging. speculation, let's chat spotlight very quickly. Uh, so this movie I felt like was very intense uh, for for it being a movie about people wanting around and, and doing investigative journalism work it kind of for me although slightly less paranoid um it what it was for in its essence all the president's men right yeah it's 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 investigative journalism they're up against the system right here in they're in boston it's the the catholic church where every everybody's fucking catholic they believe in the church. The church has immense fucking power in the city and the state. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're just up against it, right? So it's an all the president's men kind of presentation. Uh, I think it's really great. Everybody's a fan does a fantastic fucking job. Uh, I don't I don't think we need to talk about the plot because it's one, it's, it's very fucking depressing. It's yeah. also very fucking depressing, right? Like like the shit that happened in Boston uh, to bring about uh, kind of the changes in the Catholic Church, which may or may not 
not have actually taken place. Eh, um, maybe a little, maybe this, a little bit not. Who's to say? I mean, that's uh, the thing. That's, that's what sucks so bad about it is that it's just not one of these things that's like, you know, hey, can we follow up on that? Yeah. Um, but, you know, like, I knew what what happened because I read read those stories, right? The, the, they over that uh, year when they were doing the, this uh, this piece of journalism on on the scandal of the Catholic Church and covering up child abuse um, by its priests, they ran. Uh, it tells you in the film, but they did like seriously ran like six hundred articles uh, dealing with this thing. Mm-hmm. So I read a large chunk of that, uh, you know, when it started coming out in two thousand and two, two thousand and three. And uh, uh, even so, even with my familiarity of what was going on, like just watching the investigation fold uh, unfold and kind of the pieces all start to fall into place, you're just sitting there constantly like, Jesus fucking Christ, man, what the fuck is wrong with these people? Yeah. Um, because, because it is an entirely fucked up situation that every, seemingly – and this is 100% true. Seemingly everyone in Boston was fucking complicit in, in some way. Yeah. Somebody it's, it's like, seems like so many people knew something about something and didn't say nothing. Right. Uh, which is like beyond my fucking comprehension, uh, given the, the fact that what we're talking about is like kids being molested by fucking priests. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, anyway, uh, Spotlight's really good. I think, uh, you know, Tom McCarthy has done some good work as a filmmaker. Uh, most people know him as an actor. Um, but uh, this, this I think, is the best thing he's made uh, as, as a director. And I hope that he just keeps getting better. Because um, I, I do think it's better. Like, I like The Station Agent. And I like uh, The Visitor, right? Yeah. But, uh, but I think this movie is... Like far and away the best thing he's made. Those movies are really good, but this one is like really, really good. Yeah, uh, yeah, certainly enjoyed it, and uh, but yeah, I hi- highly recommend it. I would say. Yeah, highly recommend. Go see Spotlight, everybody. All right, here comes the trailer for number two. Here is the uh, the trailer for Secret in Their Eyes. I just have to say so many literative words there. You know, you could just ask her beauty from Harvard Law, the blue collar fed from the wrong side of Brooklyn. Don't be a dick. <laughs> Let's go. LAPD just found an unidentified female body in a garage dumpster. What are we doing here, guys? Body appears to have been bleached inside and out. Ray, what is it? It's Carol. It's your daughter. What? Six thousand Caucasian males in the U.S. prison system. 
You can cycle through the entire population in a year if you look at 1,906 faces every night, so I did. For a year? For 13 years. Reopen the case. We've had multiple leads. They've all been false alarms. And Jess dies a little bit every single time. I don't have the stomach to watch him walk away again. Maybe we go about this a little less officially. No. Ray. Justice. I owe my daughter that. We gotta find this guy before Jess does. was the thing that made me, me. Nothing will ever change that. She's not gonna stop me. He can quit his job, he can change his name, he can dump his car. But I will still find him. All right, that was the trailer for Secret in Their Eyes, our second new release film of this week. A tight-knit team of rising investigators, along with their supervisor, is suddenly torn apart when they discover that one of their own teenage daughters has been brutally murdered. This is uh, written and uh, directed by Billy Ray, starring uh, Chitwell Egio Ford, Nicole Kidman. That's the Nicole Kidman's the one I stumble on. <laughs> Julia Roberts, <laughs> Dean Norris, Alfred Molina, uh, Michael Kelly, and a boatload of other people. Uh, so yeah, this was, um, I, th- I thought I was thinking this, you were right that this was going to be like the kind of very interesting, uh, counter programming to some of the things that was uh, out this weekend. Yeah, I think so. Uh, it, it is in many ways, uh, standard procedural mm-hmm. in some ways, but then also lots of twists in how things play out. Um, I, I thought that the kind of backflash, uh, fucking backflash, flashback structure uh, for getting into the things that had happened 13 years prior um, worked really well. I uh, it, it takes a second or two to, like, it takes a couple of times to kind of warm up to it for me. It's just like, okay, I get what they're doing now. And, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes there could have been a little bit more to differentiate the, the two other than just like, well, I- he's got a couple of grays now. Well, except that, uh, you know, there's this weird thing where people think that uh, that the early 2000s were not exactly like they are now. And really, the biggest thing is, is uh, our phones are different. Computer we, we still we still wear the same uh, shitty fucking clothes. Uh, <laughs> and we, you know, like technology is a little different. And that's about it. Yeah. Um, so there's not a whole lot you can do to visually differ. I'm talking like uh, other I'm, just, than I'm talking aging on the act. That's what, that's all I'm saying. Well, I mean, they they younged them up pretty well, but the problem you run into is that all of these actors are in their uh, you know 40s and 50s now, mm-hmm. and so um, so it's not like they can do a whole lot to to take them back in time, really. Uh, other, you know, you can do full on prosthetics, but then you have like a back to the future situation and you don't want, you don't need that in this type of movie. Those right? rarely ever hold um, up quite well. <laughs> right. Um, but, but I, I bought it and I, th- I felt like it worked very well just as a structural tone, tonal, uh, execution. I thought uh, was very good. Uh, Billy Ray, of course, um, has written a whole hell of a lot of films, including uh, the, the screenplay for the first Hunger Games. And then uh, last last year, was it? Captain Phillips? Yeah. Wrote 
uh, wrote that, that film. And then uh, his last movie as a director was something he also wrote, a uh, little little flick called uh, a Breach. Yeah, and I, and I, I was a, like, I Chris thought you were wrong. Yeah, Kevin Phillips was two years. I was just like, not a year. That could have been it. Was, was it two years? Yes. That's why. Thought I couldn't remember anyway, uh, but Breach, right? All the way back in 2007, Chris Cooper and uh, Ryan Felipe, uh, Laura Linney, I think, was in that flick as well. Yeah, um, that movie, fucking astounding. Well, yeah, I was really great. Uh, I felt uh, this movie is not quite up to that standard. And I'll say this I like Flight Plan, it's not great, but I like it well enough. <laughs> oh, yeah, he did write that movie too. Yeah, I like that um, well enough. It's not an amazing film, I like right. it, I like it for what it is. Yeah, it's all right. Um, um, but so secret in, in their eyes, I feel like falls a little short of breach, but I still really liked it overall. Uh, it's got some really good performances actually. Uh, I don't think that they're going to get much awards talk. Um, Julia Roberts though could go very close. There were some, there's some moments. She's yeah, got a I couple th- of scenes. Yeah, I, th- I think so. But, uh, we'll have to see how the kind of actress, uh, category starts shaping up, honestly. Um, but you, you know, I did not see the ending coming in exactly the way that I that it, that it panned out, and I have to say that rarely happens in a procedural for me, just because I read I read and watch so many of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was I was actually surprised. I was like, "Oh, holy shit! This is even more fucked up than I thought it was going to be." Yeah. Um, and uh, it's like because you think I don't know. Oh, I, this happened. Then it's like no. This happened, uh-huh. and you're like, whoa, well, and okay. Then it, and then it confirms that it happened, Yeah. and then it goes back, and it's like, oh, wait a minute. There's an extra thing about this shit. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, yeah, all those fucking pieces were there. I should have seen it, but because the misdirection works so well, mm-hmm. you, you just don't get into it as much. Uh, and I thought that was kind of handled masterfully, honestly. I don't know that a, that a lesser screenwriter uh, than Billy Ray could have could have made that nuanced transition, that kind of hard left turn uh, right at the end of the fucking and movie. Still, I mean, it, and still doesn't make you just go, oh, bullshit. That, what, that kind of thing where it just oh, yeah. it feels like it's well, not it's, earned it's, at all. It's a twist, but it doesn't feel like a twist, right? Yeah. Because it feels like a logical extension of everything that's accumulated up to, to that point because it is a logical accumulation. Um, so I don't know. I, and I think the movie looks fantastic. Uh, it's definitely not going to play well uh and probably hasn't i haven't looked at the box office uh for this past week at all but uh it, it probably did not play well uh, uh with the box office especially considering it was up against the hunger games um as well as a whole bunch of other shit that people have been waiting for this week to go and see um since they're off of work uh but but it will not play well also with audiences uh who are maybe a little younger who want more kind of action in their thrillers. Uh, this is very much procedural territory. It goes into kind of the nuts and bolts of trying to put a case together and then doing that again 13 years later or trying to do that again 13 years later. Um, but uh, I, everybody's great in it. Uh, I don't know. I, I liked this movie a lot. Uh, I think I finally... Uh, there's there's this really great kind of moral nuance going on in this film as well, right? Where it calls into question so many uh, like concepts that we feel like we already have determined at some point, right? Whether it's how we conceptualize vengeance or justice or just like how we conduct ourselves on a daily basis mm-hmm. uh, in the face of tragedy, um, personal and otherwise. 
and how the past kind of just keeps a hold on you unless you fucking deal with it properly. Um, I think, I think in the long run, people will really like this movie if they give it a shot. I don't think, I don't think that the uh, ad campaign did it any fucking favors because the previews amazing. None, neither one of them. They, they, you know, a few weeks back released a trailer that was a little more action packed and action centric. Um, but, uh, that one inexplicably was worse than the earlier trailer. Um, which, which I thought at the time kind of far too much about what happens in the film. Um, but as it turns out, did, did not do that at all. Yeah. Uh, at all. Like basically everything that's in that first trailer is almost just what you learn in the first 20 or 30 minutes of this movie. Yeah. It's, it's, it's quite so, effective. Yeah. So, uh, so where do you fall on this movie? On? I, I, I definitely, uh, I mean, you, you probably wait for, you don't have to go out to the theater to go see it, but, uh, this, this is definitely a, uh, you will, you will 110% be happy with the time that you spend on Netflix. hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, I, I, think I don't know if you need to go out buy it or anything, but, but yeah, but you see it in the theater. Yeah, you you see this, you see this streaming or something. Just jump right on it because it's it, it's 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 damn good. Yeah, just know you need to be in the mood for like a serious movie. Right, that's it is a serious, and you movie. have to uh, fucking pay attention because, like I said, with the jumps back and forth, and like you said, even though within our time right now, fifteen years back ain't that long. Uh, you know, you still, if you're not paying all attention, you're like, wait a minute, what the, who's doing what now? Why has he got a cane here? Mm-hmm. Why does he not have a cane here? You know, th- you know, shit like that's going to start coming up. So yeah. just be, be, give it your fucking attention. That's all. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's well worth your attention. Yeah. I think. Um, but, but you know, there's so much out in the theater. Don't rush out to see it in the theater. Definitely see it later though. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. All right. I mean, unless you absolutely don't give a shit about like anything else out in the theater. Yeah, if you then don't, go see well, this. I mean, it came in number this five this week, so. Well, people went to see it then. That's, what, that's what, came in behind the Martian again? Uh, I, didn't, I didn't see where it came behind. It may have. <laughs> that movie. Fucking movie. Oh, man. My buddy's just like, hey, yeah, I finally saw that. I'm just like, well, welcome to long fuck time ago. Uh, oh, it's people like you think that movie in the no, top five every fucking day. Yeah, The Martian was... As, 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 no, The Martian dropped down to seven. Ooh. It, it Finally, got, there was just too much that came out since. <laughs> exactly. The, I mean, love the Coopers beat them out, so you know that everybody who's seen The Martian has fucking seen The Martian at this point. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because uh, nobody went to see that Love the Coopers movie, except for me. <laughs> um, all right, so uh, let's get into the last one here. Here is the uh, trailer for uh, The Hunger Games Mockingjay Part 2, official trailer. Nothing good is safe while Snow's alive. And I can't make another speech about it. Snow has to pay for what he's done. One way or another, this war's gonna come to an end. There's only one thing you could do now to add more fire to this rebellion.
face every team. Make no mistake. The game doesn't play for... Welcome to the 76 Hunger Games. Blah. Ooh, there's a little. Ooh, you didn't hear none of that in this one. Uh, <laughs> that is uh, the trailer for The Hunger Games Mockingjay Part 2. Uh, the uh, INDB plotline reads as such As the War of Panem escapes to the de- uh, destruction of other districts of, by, the cap- uh, by the capital, comma, Katniss Everdeen, the reluctant leader of the rebellion, must bring together an army against President Snow while all she does, uh, while all she holds dear hangs in the balance. Oh boy, who wrote that crap? Uh, this is uh, directed by Francis Lawrence, who did the uh, the last two. Uh, Hunger Games mm-hmm. movies. Uh, Jennifer uh, Lawrence, Josh Hutcherson, Liam Hemsworth, Woody Harrelson, Donald Sutherland, Philip Seymour Hoffman, Julianne Moore. There's, uh, there's, you know, eight billion damn people. You know who's in this movie. You've seen these movies before. You know what they're doing. Yeah. And it's a two Stanley Tucci film fine week I for you, everybody. That is Stanley Tucci twice on this uh, podcast. This he time. can't get enough. I I like Stanley Tucci, so... No, you can't. Um... So we kind of ran into this issue the last time we talked about a Hunger Games movie, uh, I think exactly a year ago. And uh, the problem now, right, with this film and the last one is that uh, there's no fucking reason there there, there should be two movies. Not even close. And both of the movies, both of the movies feel like there's no reason they should be two movies. No. I mean, you you could you could take both of these, cut out all the crap. And there's some crap, especially in that last one. Well, there's some in this one, too. But uh, there's a lot of stuff that's just unneeded, unnecessary, and can just be left on the cutting room floor. And it's like, and it, we heard about it recently with the um, Peter Jackson's kind of thoughts on the uh, the Hobbit trilogy and everything, and how it was just kind of haphazardly put together. And, you know, he just didn't have the time and effort and means to do everything that, you know, could have, should have been done. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of, they were just like, but at the same time, you know, you had like an overabundance and stuff. And I think that was one of the things that he did with those movies was one to vomit out everything that he can. So nobody else go, what about this bit? Um, but this one, they took all the information that was in a book and then just spread it out even further, you know, uh, you know, thinner on that slice of bread than anything else. Well, and, and they left stuff out. So, <laughs> so the last half of the book, right, is much more like battle oriented um from from what my uh my girlfriend marcia tells me right like i've read them uh but i never finished mocking jay just because i got uh busy with schoolwork and never went back to it but she read all of them and uh she says the second half of the book is much more battle oriented and that uh like cadness is in the middle of actual battles and not so much propaganda shit could have used some Um, of that (laughs) And and honestly, yeah, this movie needed that shit, right? It need, needed it to happen. Especially um, after so much of the last film was not that happening. Um, and I uh, I hope somebody pulls a fucking uh, Star Wars supercut with this motherfucker and just makes one Mockingjay movie, trimming out all the bullshit. Um, because like, we just need one, like two and a half hour movie. And I think that we'd be fine. Um, 
yeah, it's just it's too thin. It's too thin, right? Uh, the, the books are not that thick either. It's not it's not like Harry Potter where like each volume got you know five hundred pages more added to it. <laughs> These are books even Adam um, could read, and if and he read. Uh, right, but like at least at least the Potter series had material to split up into two end movies. Uh, this one doesn't even really have the dramatic weight. It really is just like a straight run through of point A to point B to point C and then boom, the end. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and splitting it into two movies really did a disservice to how great this series could have been. I think just on a pure, like fun movie level. Um, I'm, I'm sad that this is, uh, like the last Philip Seymour Hoffman we're gonna we're gonna get yeah that's a that's a bummer no doubt and it's noticeable that he uh like died before this film's production was over because uh he he doesn't have a whole lot in it and he has a whole lot his character in the book that doesn't make it into this movie including um i believe that speech at the end i was about to say that, this, the uh, speech of Hamish reads as a letter i was gonna say that that seems like that that was the one thing that pointed out to me that just goes oh here's where philip seymour hoffman should have been mm-hmm. 100%. yeah <laughs> um and and i think uh like you just have some moments where other people are filling in for that character and it feels odd or they've just dropped storylines because he's not there to shoot the scenes and they've had to write their way around it. I'm thinking back now, how many, how much did he even like, how many words did he even say in this movie? Not that many, but you know, the reports were at the, at the time of his death that he had already completed about 80% of what was going to be shot for this film for him anyway. Right. So, uh, so, you know, exactly. They sounded like, Oh, we got two weeks of pickups, but we'll get it. Um, which may actually be the case, right? Like, I do feel like that that scene at the end with Hamish is really the scene that was like that fifteen percent of what they needed left from him. Yeah, and then some bits and pieces scattered throughout that probably just got handed off to other characters for whatever reason. Um, but uh, yeah, I you know I liked the movie all right. Um, they're they're fine flicks, and I don't know much like the last one. I, I think our review was basically like, you know, you're going to see this movie or not. Yeah, I mean, you're not gonna. And, I don't think you're gonna persuade or dissuade any particular person who does or does not want to go to this movie. You right, and and the movie is not hurting uh, hurting from you not going to see it either. I mean, it's uh, it's already made. Uh, Jesus Christ, two hundred and sixty-seven million dollars worldwide. Did you see the? Did um, you see the breakdown between the two? I mean, it, with the amount of days. I mean, because I don't know if Box Office Mojo has done this yet, but usually they do a nice little like, uh, hey, here's well, what the last flick made versus this one in X amount of time. Yeah, I haven't looked at that. However, um, I'm sure it's on their main page. I can go there real quick, but I do know that it is uh, the lowest uh, gross. So far, ah, my, uh, as I as I had predicted, Mockingjay Part One had uh, more fi- uh, had a bigger five day total yep. of one forty three versus one twenty two. Yeah, I see that now. Um, I would I would have figured that because it didn't like this one felt. I mean, like it felt like a, a, the number one movie, but it didn't feel like last one felt for some weird reason. But, but I also do feel like um, 
because part one came out uh, around the same time, but that that five days fell within um, kind of when people were off for Thanksgiving, yeah. and uh, this one did not. So so that, right so like uh, it came out kind of closer to the holiday when people were already off of work by by a day, but still that one day helps, right? Oh yeah. Um and so uh I think that's that's probably also playing part of it. And and I have no doubt that this weekend uh Hunger Games is going to do a shit ton of box office. No, they'll, they'll no they're 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 all. wiping up for week number two here in a row. There's just no no not even well, I don't know. Well there's a there's one movie I think they could give it a run for its money. And that's Creed, which is I think Creed. I think Creed could give them a run for their money. Mm, I don't think so. I think it's, it's not, got. I think it's got only, more crossover audience. I think it's got a lot more crossover. I don't audience. think it has, but I don't think it has holiday appeal, which is uh, always families. Right, the entire family is not going to want to watch Creed. The entire well, family okay. will go see Hunk Games. All right, all right. That's that's what I'm saying on it. Uh, well, we shall I, see. We shall see. Uh, but no, I, I mean, think I think it'll know, I think it'll edge it out, but I don't. Long time. I think it'll edge it out, but I don't think it'll edge it out by much. But uh, but you know, like the the other problem that it's going to run into, um, and and that Creed will run into is that clearly the crossover this weekend is going to be the Good Dinosaur. That's like everybody. I mean, think it. Yeah, that's just like uh, that, that's what I'm saying, man. This 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 one for you know your top four is a but very crapshoot. Yeah, but it'll still make a shit ton of money. More, oh. I will I will say. Say it will make almost as much this week domestically as it did last week. I could see that. Um, whether other movies make more than that, we'll have to wait and see. Fair enough. I'm sure they will. Uh, so that's like, and here's the thing. I'll, I'll, I'll wrap. I'll wrap up this review by this. Going, I'm. I'm glad it's over. I couldn't care less. And now, Matt, you're an academic. <laughs> yes. Now you know what a, a bell curve is within grading. Uh-huh. Um, I think the Hunger Games as a movie is, is is a bell grade. So I mean, the first one starts off it's okay. It's not you know super great. I mean, it's decent enough. I mean, Battle Royale is a better movie that's about basically the same thing. Um, and then you know number two, I mean, it's a little it's a, it's a little better than the last one. Maybe not amazing, but you probably just about though. But then once you pass that one, you're over that hump. You get to the uh, the Mockingjay Part One, and you're like, "All right, we can start to see the go down." And then with this one, you're at that final bell end at the bell end for sure at the back end. Of yeah, I this. think I think it's back to where the first film started, uh, which Service. is which is fine. Uh, it's I just feel like if they had com- if they had combined the if they had dropped the fucking money grubbing nonsense that. Uh, fucking twilight and harry potter started us on where every fucking last movie gets split into two but we can make Um, more money yeah and they fucking can and and they do but if they would drop that for every fucking series that comes out uh because they're terrified of not having that tent pole next you know summer or november or whatever in the same atmosphere and we did it earlier this year is is the divergent is that in part two two parts that last one there or is that in one uh, I don't know. I know. I want to say that the Divergent series uh, actually is more than three books. Is it now? Yeah, I want to say that it's actually 
uh, more than three books, but I don't quote me on that. Cause as um, we talked about, you know, they should have really, I mean, like two was the best place for them to end it and just go, Hey, that's the end of it all. And it would have been probably pretty good, but now I don't know where this next one's going. I saw the trailer. It looks okay. Um, let's see. Well, no, apparently. So, so it is three books and then there is a collection for some reason. Um, Let's see. Which is told from four's perspective. Oh, so it's, five, so five it's boring as fuck. <laughs> but but that's the book, right? Um, but it does look like they are going to have four films. Um, so Allegiant next year and then uh, Ascendant. Collegiant the next. Yeah, well, Ascendant in 2017. Yeah, I, still like um, I don't know how that, how that plays out. But uh, in any case, um, yeah, I mean, it's not fucking... This is I mean, look. This movie's right? critic proof. It's whatever you know. You're gonna watch it if you're gonna watch it. If you don't, you you don't you don't care one way or the other. I, well, I mean, at this point, it's guaranteed to make its money back. So who gives a single like? Fuck even if you don't start it. to give a fuck, eventually you're just gonna be like, well, might as well watch the damn thing. Yeah. Well, you've already spent uh, you know six plus hours of your life watching three other movies. Why not just finish it up? Hey, I've done that kind of shit. So <laughs> I I do that a lot. Like, more than I would like, especially especially for horror movies. So, <laughs> well, I don't like this. So I, let's do I it again. I definitely did not need numbers three through five of the Wrong Turn series. Six was all right. First of all, you're a monster. <laughs> Any like like Wrong Turn sucked, and you're like, let's watch four more of those, please. Wrong Turn is all right. Wrong Turn two is better than the first one, and it has Henry Rollins in it. Uh, the the ones after that, like whatever, who gives a fuck? I need to see like young, deformed, uh, inbred creatures, uh, because there is an origin story. Um, of course and there it's is. Stupid, and and everybody knows number five is always an origin story. Yeah. Uh, uh, anyway, although I think the origin was like, like number four in that series, because why not? Uh, anyway, I don't know. Uh, Hunger Hunger Games, Walking J Part Two. It's in theaters now i'm gonna say go see it if uh, you're a hunger games fan i i liked it but it is just it needed to be one fucking movie no 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 no, no doubt they could have it's yeah no doubt all right yeah. so uh next week uh you know it's thanksgivings we've got some movies we're gonna see and uh you know because we got a little the bit more time <laughs> so the big ones of course will be creed right uh good good dinosaur Probably Victor Frankenstein as well. Yeah, it's odd, right? really odd. I think we're both changed. we're both going to go and see uh, Room. I think finally. Yeah, so Room is finally make, still going to make, make the it attempt. <laughs> and and uh, Legend opened up here, but you're not sure if it's open there. No, right? it does not look like it uh, from what I am seeing. So that might have to be put off for another week. Um, I don't know why they're rolling it and out. Then Brooklyn. It doesn't look all I'm that good. To see Brooklyn. That's the other thing I'm going to try to see this week. I saw the trailer for it, but I don't remember it because I was looking at that yellow splotch on the fucking screen last week. Going, Brooklyn? Yeah, going, I, I just, I can't pay attention. I can't pay attention to what's going on. It's just, I don't like it. Well, let's say, uh, you know, it's got a screenplay by Nick Hornsby. It's got a, uh, it's got Saoirse Ronan in it. Uh, she's fucking fabulous all the time. Um, yeah, I think it'll be all right. Yeah, we should be okay. There's all that kind of. We'll do it because we do because that's what we do. And we 
And we have a special uh, mini episode dropping tomorrow. Yeah, so why don't you Thanksgiving Day? Why don't you get on that, listen to it, and uh, all that kind of good stuff. And it's about the uh, Captain America there. So, you know, the little trailer and whatnot. So uh, Mm -hmm. that's it. Matt, where can we find uh, more of your work on the Internet? Uh, Give me a follow on Twitter at Matt underscore Boyd underscore Smith. Anytime I uh, do something online, I tend to tweet out about it. So uh, as long as you're following me there, you'll keep up with whatever else I'm doing. And, of course, you can always hear my other podcast, Hear Movie Podcast, at hearmoviepodcast.com. We talked about it earlier in the show. We review the first six episodes of Jessica Jones. We'll be reviewing the last half of that program on next week's episode. So, uh, hearmoviepodcast.com. Check that out. A lot of stuff here next week and everything. Uh, you know, so, uh, and I'm going to... Um, I'm gonna link up the, my uh, article on the on the thing about uh, about Thanksgiving that I wrote like a year or two ago. I've written Thanksgiving. More, yeah, I've written more about uh, what did I say. I don't no, know. it's Thanksgiving. Did I do no, it right? Okay, yes, yes, Thanksgiving. Yeah. Uh, so it's like did I say thanks the Eli Roth trailer? No, uh, but no, the the old horrible uh, you know low budget movie. I think I've written. I, I I go on to say I think I've written more about that than anyone else. I could be wrong, but my guess is this: I'm if I'm not the highest, I'm pretty fucking close. Uh, so that's it, everybody. So we'll talk about all those things uh, next week and more. So for Matt Smith, I'm Adam Portress. Take it easy, everybody. It's the motherfucking D.R.A. Dr. Dre, motherfucker. You know I'm mobbing with the D-O-double-G. Straight off the fucking streets of CPT. King of the beach, you ride to him in your fleet. The field rolling on dubs. How you feel, whoop-de-whoop, nigga, what? Praying Snoop chronic down in the lag. With Doc in the back, sipping on yak. Clipping the strap, dipping through hood. Compton, Long Beach, Inglewood. South Central, out to the west side. This California love, this California bug, got a nigga gang of pub. I'm on one, I might bell up in the Century Club with my jeans on and my team strong. Get my drink on and my smoke on, then go home with something to poke on. Up, Locus on for the two triple O. Coming real, it's the next episode. episode. Hold up. episode i made it did i sound too stupid uh, we made it uh not all the time not all the time not, not much more than usual i was it was like i'm i'm on the tail end so i didn't want to you know that's why you we were fine. all right good i'm gonna listen back and be like that guy's on something it's like i hadn't had one of those since the uh the world's end episode where i just got fucking just uh-huh. hammered man mm-hmm. that show was something else Woo. Man, I was just—I think I had like nine beers that show, <laughs> and that was when my—that well, was like the in the spirit of the world's end. That was the uh, that was that was the time that the uh, that my iMac started to start shitting on me with recording stuff. So that's uh-huh. why we had to keep recording over and over because bits would just the computer would just stop fucking working. Oh, and then the more it stopped working, the more I started drinking still, and it was uh, it was quite the uh, catastrophe. Well. 
Whatever. You made it through. You did fine. We did. Okay. We've we've got a shit ton of movies to see. Dude, it is oh so fucking outrageous. <laughs> There's so much shit yep. to do. And like I still because I still want to see. Uh, oh, we didn't talk about Trumbo. We'll probably see Trumbo. That's high on the list for me. You want to talk about who oh, I you think? See yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, mm-hmm. you want to talk about somebody who I think is going to get a nomination. Th- there it is, right there. I I think I think nomination is out, is not out of the question, but I I, I am fucking hardwired on Leo is definitely going to win this year. Not even because I'm saying that he will be that good. I'm just saying the Academy man. We may have to make some sort of wager. I think that'd be fun. Once things once things get kind okay. of laid out, I think that'd be fun. Uh, so yeah. Um, what was it? I was just I had something on my mind. I just thought about it, and it just kind of fucking in and out left me. But uh, no, I think I think they've got a lot of stuff this week, and um, yeah, I don't remember what I was. I was going somewhere, but I forgot. <laughs> it happens. I didn't veer off too much on trail this time, so I thought that was a good thing. Um, yeah, there's. Oh, what was it? I saw something online that I was just like, damn it, I want to talk to Matt about this, but I'll be damned if I can remember what it was. I need to write notes more often, just 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 in general in my life, <laughs> because I just like there's so it's many a good t- thing to do. Because there's so many times where I'm just like, you know what would be awesome, and then I like, and then I come up with like, I never did it with comedy either, or not as much as I should have when I was doing stand up. You know, you're supposed to just carry around a fucking notebook. You think of something funny, write that fucking shit down, and you know, try to put it into you know stuff later, and. I I was never really good at that, and I would like I would always come up with the best shit while I was driving or like in the shower or something. And I was just like, "This is fucking great! I'm gonna totally do this." And then when you try to do it off of what you sort of kind of maybe remember, but not really, eh, it doesn't turn out so hot. <laughs> you kind of so write some stuff <laughs> down, kids. That's all I'm saying. I should have yes. some sort of notes out here during the show going, hey, you want to talk about this? Go back and look at that little bit right there. Oh, yeah, maybe I'm just not. No. You, you know, you can uh, you can literally just put whatever into your phone and then look at that while you know, you would think. You would think. I mean, I'd do that. You would think. I, you, listen, I know that I can, whether or not I will or not, that's another situation. You should do it. Ah, uh, maybe I actually I do I do write some things down. I, like I use a little like a little task list uh, when I go to the grocery store. I use that uh-huh. little bit that, that that little app, and I'll use notes if I got to write down a couple of things. Just like uh, like your uh, <laughs> your order identification number is. I'll write that down. Stuff like that, so they don't go. You didn't pay that bill, and like fuck you, I did. All right, well, well all right, buddy. So uh, that's right. it, man. Yeah, I gotta I gotta go do some stuff. All right, bud. We'll uh we'll, see we'll, you we'll reconvene in like week. four or five days. Yeah, no Thanks shit. everybody for listening. Peace.